looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. This week's quote comes from Swiss philosopher, physician, and scientist Periclesis. Periclesis said, Poison is in everything, and no thing is without poison. The dosage makes it either a poison or a remedy. So poison is in everything, and no thing is without poison. The dosage makes it either a poison or a remedy. Or if we could put it more simply, the dose makes the poison. This means that a substance that contains toxic properties can cause harm only if it occurs in high enough concentration. Everything on this planet is a chemical. Water, H2O. Oxygen, O. Food, U. All comprised of chemicals. Everything you consume, it can be toxic if too much is ingested and absorbed into the body. And the toxicity of a substance depends on many factors. How much of the substance is the person exposed to? How are they exposed to it? And how long have they been exposed to it over time? Let's look at toothpaste. It's estimated that an oral dose of sodium fluoride that could be fatal to adult humans ranges from about 70 to 140 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. And an average tube of toothpaste contains about 152 milligrams of sodium fluoride. So according to the U.S. National Library of Medicine Toxicology Data Network, 
a person weighing 160 pounds would have to eat 33 tubes of toothpaste all at once to experience toxic effects from sodium fluoride. So if you consume 33 tubes of toothpaste, you will find your toxic limit. 33 tubes. Most of us brush our teeth multiple times a day, but damn, let's hope not that much. Caffeine, 5,000 milligrams all at once seems to be the limit. So if you drank 78 shots of espresso, you'll find your toxic limit. That does sound like a party though. 78 shots of espresso. Yeah. Apple seeds, pears, potatoes, cucumbers. These foods all contain natural chemicals that are toxic to humans. But these chemicals, they're usually present in extremely small amounts, far below the harmful dose. It's just crazy to think about how much we still don't know about the food that we eat. We've been doing it forever. Yet the more that I study, the more confusing it gets to me. If, if we don't eat, we don't survive. But if we eat too much, depending on the amount and depending on the substance, whether it's super long-term or even in the case of short-term, we don't survive if we eat certain foods. Food can be a toxin or it can be a remedy. Even the water we drink, if we don't drink, we don't survive. If we drink too much, too much water can cause fatal results. They say that you have to drink over six liters all at once to ex experience hyponutremia, a condition that occurs when the level of sodium in the blood is too low, in this case, because it has been diluted by too much water consumption. Water can be a toxin or it can be a remedy. Poison is in everything and no thing is without poison. Food, herbs, exercise, hormetic stressors like cold and hot therapy and exercise, love, motivation. No thing is without poison, but the poison is in the dose. Man, our bodies are incredible. I believe oftentimes if we let our bodies just do what they were designed and evolved to do, if we just get out of our own way, our bodies are able to fix and heal itself. But sometimes the issue is, our bodies have just such a hard time healing itself if it takes in toxins faster than it can dispel them. This is how I like to think of it. If you think of your body and your mind and all the things that you put into them, all the things that you consume, visualize this process as a long tube with a funnel at the top. For those of you that went to any sort of really fun college, you'll probably have just envisioned a beer bong. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what a beer bong is, you probably got straight A's in college. But now that we are on the topic of the beer bong analogy, let's just stick with it here. So you have a funnel at the top, and when you pour beer down that funnel slowly, it can just easily pass through out the smaller end, down the tube, and flowing naturally out of the end of the tube easily. But what happens if you start to pour the beer down faster than the funnel can funnel out. Well, when the flow starts to increase, the funnel starts to back up. And eventually, if we pour too much, too fast, it's gonna overflow. I like to think that this is how our body and, and really even our mind works. So this week's weekly focus, our goal is to start looking at our own lives from an outsider's perspective. What are we consuming? What is being input into our funnel that may be in excess? If someone that we didn't know looked at what we were putting in, whether it was junk food, fast food, sodas, our actual jobs that we work, the amount of time that we work, TV, drugs, medicine, 
even exercise or stuff like social media. All of these are inputs. Would that person that we don't know look at our lives and think that we're finding balance and moderation? Are we allowing them to pass smoothly through our funnel? Or are we over-consuming, causing a backup and an overflow? The body cannot heal itself if we take in faster than it can dispel. So when you eat this week, think about your funnel. When you drink alcohol and you consume news and social media, when you exercise, when you work on your professional life, think about your funnel. We can space out our consumption. We can balance out the input with our expenditure and we can balance out the stressful stuff with the relaxing and rejuvenating stuff. So let's just bring an awareness to the amount of time we give our body to heal itself and remove toxins. The dosage makes it either a poison or a remedy. Moving on to this week's physical activity tip. We're going to be talking all things mobility. Yes, mobility, my favorite thing. Our goal is to stack mobility into your daily routine with things that you already do. I like to think of your mobility work the same way that we think about brushing our teeth. You don't need to do it a lot, a ton, but it's so important to do a small dose every single day. Here are some ways that I incorporate my mobility into my daily routine, stacking it with things that I already do, allowing me to get my movement hygiene in without dedicating any extra time to it, and in a way that I don't have to think about it at all because I just do it automatically with my already pre-established habits. The biggest example I always tell my clients is that if there are any moments when you're at home watching TV There's no reason why you should be in the same position that you probably were in all day long, seated. Instead, hack your environment. Put a nice, super comfy yoga mat and blanket and pillow down on the floor. And while you're watching TV, put yourself into some of your favorite mobility positions. And I share some of these all the time on social media. I also have a YouTube channel that has a ton of mobility work if you want to check that out. My go-to is the 90-90 hip stretch position, or kind of like a pigeon. I also do butterfly stretches and lean forward, uh, frog rockers for my inner thigh stretching. I love sitting on my knees with my toes tucked under and just leaning back so I can stretch out my quads, my thighs, and my toes and my feet. There's just countless positions that you can move through, all while you're enjoying your favorite show or your sports game. And I even can do this with a glass of wine sometimes. Who says that you can't relax, enjoy your night, all while lubricating your joints and giving your important soft tissue, uh, like muscles and tendons and fascia, all giving that a little bit of love. If you'd like me to send you some mobility ideas, I'm always here for you. Just reach out. Another mobility stack that I do for my shoulders is in the shower. In the shower, yeah. I have this shower back scratcher brush thing, and I've noticed that... When I put my arms up and over my head and try to touch behind my back, my right shoulder, it's lacking a little bit of mobility. So with this back scratcher cleaner thingy, I try to clean my back with my right arm so that I can get that brush to touch every single inch of my back. So I get my right shoulder from above, from below, and then I do it with my left. And I can also increase my mobility by holding the brush closer to the head instead of all the way down at the end of the handle. So I can make a game with myself. How close can I get my hand to the head of the brush and hit every inch of my back still? And I do the same thing with my other arm looking for imbalances. Is there one side that's uh, lacking mobility than the other? 
And I've noticed over a month or so, I've increased my control in those ranges of motion that I really once struggled with. And I've noticed that my right shoulder is catching up to my left. And weirdly, this random neck pain that I've been experiencing, I've noticed that it's kind of going away it mysteriously disappearing. I can also measure my progress and make a little game with myself. So to make this more relevant for you, is there any movement that you find you're struggling with that maybe creates a little bit of pain when you do it? Maybe taking your hand all the way behind your head, up overhead, reaching ahead overhead. Maybe that's something that you struggle with. Maybe it's not being able to rotate your torso all the way around, or maybe you feel pain in your neck when you turn it too far to the side. Figure out what movement challenges you, and then how can you stack working on that movement with something that you do every single day? One way that I do this is if I ever drop something on the ground, I force myself to either do a deep squat to pick it up, or I do a slow single leg deadlift. So I'm either working on my hip and ankle mobility, or I'm working on my balance and my backside strength. That's an easy addition and challenge to throw at yourself. Just make a deal with yourself the same way that I make a deal with myself anytime that I get off the ground. I do not use my hands getting off the ground. You can do the same thing and you can hold yourself to it. It could also be as easy as if you're standing in front of the mirror while you're getting ready in the morning. Maybe you're taking your feet, you're taking your toes and you're spreading them apart and you're gripping the ground with your toes, waking up and strengthening the muscles of your feet, shifting from one side and maybe balancing on one foot and then the other all while you're just getting ready in the morning. And then maybe if you sit down on the toilet, you use something like a cheap squatty potty, which is simply just a little bench for your seat, uh, feet, which elevate you into a nice little deep squat position. And that's something that you do every single day. All of these tiny, tiny little things, they add up to huge movement wins over time. Because if you don't use it, you lose it. But if you practice it daily, your body will prioritize and keep it. This week's nutrition tip, eat your medicine. Think of all the medicine and the supplements that you take and think of the reason why you take them and then research what natural whole foods, herbs, spices you could put into your daily meals to help you heal yourself from the inside out. I'm currently doing this for my joint health. For me, the recently, I've been struggling a little bit with joint aches and pains, and mostly because I haven't been giving my body the time it needs to recover, which is the story of my life. But anyway, what about for you? What would you like to focus on? Maybe it's immunity and working on your immune system health. It's so important at a time like right now, but it's important all the time. Maybe it's depression or anxiety. Maybe you're thinking you want to help strengthen your muscles, tendons, ligaments, soft tissue, and you want to focus on protein to rebuild your structure. You got to eat your medicine. Of course, sometimes medications are essential. In specific situations, you, you sometimes need to take medications. But a lot of the time, we can help by understanding what certain foods and their micronutrients and their vitamins and minerals, what those things can do to help assist with the things that we wish we could fix. And a lot of times we spend so much money on supplements when who knows how effective those really are, what good quality those are, or if they even get absorbed into our bodies like we want them to. When food could offer us a more powerful resolution, 
An example for foods that help with, let's say, healthy joints. You could eat seeds and nuts because they're packed with healthy omega-3 fatty acids known to help fight inflammation and reduce the pain that you feel in your connective tissues and joints. Cold water fish, fruit, cruciferous veggies, beans and lentils, olive oil. Olive oil is a superfood. Garlic, ginger, walnuts, berries, spinach, even things like turmeric and collagen and bone broth. I'm eating tons of turmeric, collagen, and bone broth. Those are huge for me right now. An example for foods that help with strengthening your immune system, blueberries. The more I research blueberries, the more that I think that they do everything. Dark chocolate, turmeric, oily fish, broccoli, sweet potatoes, spinach, ginger, green tea, even fruits like oranges and kiwis, um, red bell peppers. Sometimes avoiding certain things that you put into your body can help just as much as the things that you put in your body. Things like avoiding smoking or consuming too much excess alcohol. Those are huge for helping your immune system function. Food can be poison or it can be a remedy. Also making sure that you have a high enough vitamin D level. I heard Dr. Mark Hyman on his podcast, The Doctor's Pharmacy. He said that if your vitamin D levels are over 50, based on the current stats that we have, then your chances of dying from COVID are essentially zero. If your vitamin D levels are over 50, based on the stats that we have, your chances of dying of COVID are essentially zero. That's pretty powerful stuff right there. Finding out what your vitamin D levels are and working to get those in the optimal ranges, that should be something that we're really focusing on. Foods that are high in vitamin D are salmon and other oily fish, eggs, um, milk, liver, I think liver is actually more powerful than we actually think. I just can't get myself to eat it. So liver supplements maybe might help for me. <laughs> cheese, cheese is great. And then any supplementation of vitamin D that you can get as well in K2. An example of foods that may help with your depression and anxiety. Eating a diet high in vegetables, fruits, legumes, whole grains, lean proteins, Avoiding highly processed, high palatable foods like chips, cookies, and cupcakes. Our bodies normally make molecules called free radicals, but these can lead to cell damage and aging and other problems over time if there's too much. Studies show that your brain is particularly at risk of these free radicals. You can lessen their destructive effect by eating foods rich in antioxidants. So foods like high in beta carotene, like apricots, broccoli, cantaloupe, carrots, collards, peaches, pumpkin, spinach, sweet potato, also foods high in vitamin C, like blueberries, broccoli, grapefruit, kiwi, oranges, peppers, potatoes, strawberries. Other foods that are high in vitamin E could help you as well, like nuts and seeds and wheat germ. And you probably noticed that I said the same foods for multiple different reasons and outcomes for the, your overall health. Those are probably the foods that you want to have in your regular appearance in your daily and weekly diet. Why not eat foods that help with more than one thing? A diet high in superfoods can only do great things for your physical, your mental health, and your overall performance. Eat your medicine, friends. This week's recommendation, lastly, has to do with our dose of social media. Most of us let it become more of a poison than a remedy. And I recommend you taking the time to listen to Joe Rogan's podcast with Tristan Harris and Daniel Schmottenberger. 
Tristan Harris was the producer of the viral documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma, which if you haven't seen The Social Dilemma, you should definitely check that out. In this podcast episode, however, they talk about how social media can either be the end of the world as we know it, or how we can use it to save the world. For me, I draw very hard lines when it comes to my social media and my feeds. I curate only what I want to see, and I use it only for a few specific purposes. If I find anything on social media that crosses those lines, I do whatever I need to do to never let it happen again. I only watch content on categories that I wish to use social media for. And I always block or mute specific topics. And that's no matter who is posting it. I only post about things that I think will help others with their fitness, health, and wellness journeys. Or if it's on my personal page, I only post memories that I want to be able to go back to maybe when I'm not feeling so good or maybe when I'm kind of down to look and remind myself at how blessed that I really am. Social media can be our downfall. It can spread hate, negativity. It can show us what the worst of what this world has to offer. Or we can control it and we can use it as a tool, the tool that it was meant to be. Social media is simply a reflection of what we ask it to show us. So check out this podcast. I think we could all benefit from hearing these really smart people talk about the topic that they are experts in and know the best. Now, Joe Rogan's only on Spotify, but I'll include the link in the description of this mini-sode if you want to check it out. And that's it, my friends, for this week's Growth Mini-sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Make sure you share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories when you work on consuming with your funnel in mind. Post a video of you getting creative and stacking your daily dose of mobility or of you eating your medicine and healing yourself from the inside out. And make sure you tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any other suggestions or tips that will help this Live in the Dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. And I will be right here with you working on making a stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.